I'm cultivating mass. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Alright, welcome to the first official episode of Let's Get Weird. I am the host, uh, stand-up comedian Adam Mack. Um, today is March 4th, but I'm not sure when this episode is going to go live. Okay, I'm just working out the kinks and finding out now that, uh, yeah, iTunes can take a couple days uh, to get back to you when launching a new podcast before they'll... they'll uh, let you go up there. So, by the time this episode goes live, could be March 10th, who knows. Um, but we're going to jump into it anyways, we're going to get the ball rolling, and hopefully whatever we talk about today isn't too irrelevant uh, by the time anybody listens to this. The good news is probably nobody's going to listen to this anyways, so whatever I say, we're pretty safe. Um... First thing I want to start off with a little bit of Nintendo news. Uh, big Nintendo fan myself. I have a Nintendo Switch. I've grown up on video games. Um, when my daughter turned about five or six years old, I sold my PlayStation 4 and I bought a Nintendo Switch um, because I realized that, you know, playing Call of Duty is a lot of fun, but it would be a lot more fun to play Mario Kart with my kid. And uh, there's just a lot more family-friendly games on the Nintendo Switch, let's be real. Um, there's some real bangers for adult games too, but uh, we'll touch on that maybe on another episode. Anyways, I have the Nintendo Switch. I've had it for t about two and a half years now. I love it. Um, thing I want to talk about today is it's been six months since we've had a uh, dedicated Nintendo Direct. Uh, we've had a few uh, title-specific ones. We had the Smash uh, Smash Ultimate uh, Fighters Pack Nintendo Direct. Uh, we just had the Animal Crossing New Horizons Direct. But it's been six months now since we've had any big announcements really outlining, um, you know, Nintendo's plans for game releases for the rest of the year. Um so this has officially been the longest time between Nintendo Directs. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, a Nintendo Direct is basically like a 20 to 30 minute uh, video announcement that Nintendo puts out um, where they you know, announce upcoming games, um, any sorts of news on new hardware, stuff like that. Um, but as for 2020, for the rest of the year, we know that Animal Crossing is coming out on March 20th which is like two weeks away. Uh, but beyond that, we really have no information on any, you know, upcoming Nintendo games. Uh, there was a Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 uh, teased, I think at E3 last year. So hopefully we'll get some news on that soon. That could be out in time for the holidays this year, maybe to compete with the, the launch of the Xbox uh, Series X and the PlayStation 5. Um, there's still a Metroid Prime 4 game, allegedly in the works, but we've seen nothing really on that. And, uh, yeah, just generally beyond the, uh, Animal Crossing release in two weeks, we don't know, uh, anything really what's coming out. So, I do anticipate a Nintendo Direct 
before the release of Animal Crossing. I know, uh, you know, a lot of people were really expecting one in February. We didn't get it. Um, but there's no way they release Animal Crossing, their last really announced, confirmed title, and then enter a, a period of, of fog for the fans, right? Like, we have to know once that comes out, okay, well, what are we excited to spend our money on now kind of thing, right? So I've actually never played an Animal Crossing game before. I understand that they're super popular. It's one of the most popular franchises for Nintendo. Uh, I don't really get it, but who knows? My daughter will be nine soon. Yeah, nine. She's eight, nine. That's how math works. So she'll be nine soon. She's got the Animal Crossing game on on the uh, mobile. I don't really know if she's into it, though, either. So we'll see. Anyways, that's it for... The Nintendo kind of news that I wanted to talk about, um, the really the big news this week in uh, video games is the Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake demo uh, came out this week. Um, I like demos for video games. I mean, who doesn't, right? It's free content to play. It's free uh, way to dip your toes into maybe a game you've never played before or a genre you've never tried and to see if it's for you without, you know, really committing to a how much does a game run for these days? $80, right? That's a big commitment. Um, so Final Fantasy VII looks amazing. Um, super polished. Uh, from I haven't played the demo myself, but the reviews online seem like everyone's really happy with it. Um, the one thing that I've noticed that I don't really care for is that the progress from the demo doesn't carry over into the full game after the fact. Um... Now, by all estimates, this this demo for Final Fantasy VII, which I think was a PlayStation 1 game, maybe PlayStation 2? Oof, I'll have to double-check that. Um, but the demo for this uh, remake is clocking in at around 40 minutes to complete. So, I mean, you're not really too invested. Like, you're going to have to replay those 40 minutes again when it comes out next month. But uh, I don't know why... You know, to this day and age, we're not allowing the progress from a demo to carry over. I mean, I played um, Octopath Traveler, which is a JRPG, um, what was that, two years ago now? And the progress from that demo carried over. And that was only like a one-hour demo, but it was nice to know that, like, okay, I'm learning the intros here, you know, I'm learning the fight mechanics, a little bit of the taste of the story, basically playing through chapter one of the game. And then I know, like, once the game comes out... I basically just pick up where I left off, you know, all my stats that I've leveled up all carry over. That's nice. I mean, if we look at uh, Dragon Quest Eleven that came out last fall, there was like a 10-hour demo that came out for that game. Now, that's a big game, right? So 10 hours, you're really just starting to sink your teeth into it. But uh, very smartly, like, they enabled the progress from that demo to carry over. So anybody that did play the demo, you know, they played it for 10 hours. Maybe they never played a... A Dragon Quest game like that before but they get to sink their teeth into it they go you know what yeah this was awesome and then they buy the game and they don't have to redo those 10 hours so I just don't understand why you know it's clearly possible it can't be that complicated and with the big budget behind Final Fantasy 7 remake um, I don't know why they wouldn't offer that feature but you know what I guess the good news is uh, it was only 40 minutes of your time if you did play through it um, but I think for the most part, 
people have already made up their mind on Final Fantasy VII, the remake. You know, I think uh, it's going to be one of the bigger games all year, basically. Um, and I think the demo was more of uh, because they did push the deadline back. I think it was supposed to come out this month, um, but it got pushed back kind of last minute to next month. So I think this demo was more of a an offering to the fans, almost like an apology of like, hey, like, don't worry, like, this will quench your thirst sort of thing. And uh, we'll see you next month. So that money's going to make, or that money, that game's going to make a lot of money for, for Sony. Sony's got some, whew, they got some real titles coming. Um, all right, well, that's about it for video games that I want to talk about. Um, it was a pretty huge week for HBO. Um, season 9 of The Outsider, which I'm loving that show. Um, season 9 had a pretty crazy ending to it. Um, I don't know this podcast. We're just, I'm going to kind of figure it out as I go. I don't want to get too spoilery with things, right? Um, especially because a lot of this stuff, you know, whoever's listening to this, they, they might not have seen it before. So if I go into the details of what happened at the end of episode 9, and then I say, yeah, go check it out if you haven't seen it, well, now I've just ruined it for you, right? So... I don't really know the direction I want to take with how spoilery I want to get, but as we proceed, you know, and I can start, uh, yeah, we just make some, some changes as we go. But for now, all I'm going to say was that The Outsider Episode 9 was amazing. That is the uh, Stephen King series on Netflix, not Netflix, on HBO. Sorry, I misspoke there. Um, yeah, I think Jason Bateman was involved in it. He was... Um, he, he's been in a few episodes, um, in a small role, but I think he's got his hands in it producing or directing a few episodes. Man, I got season tickets for Jason Bateman though. Like I love everything he does. I think the first thing I've seen him in was Arrested Development. How do you not love him in that? Um, yeah, I don't know. So many movies. I can't even think off the top of my head. I should probably pull open a webpage and have a look at his IMDb. But uh, I know there was that Spelling Bee movie, which is weird, but really funny. Uh, Game Night was a lot of fun. Um, Ozarks is amazing. Is it Ozarks with an S? Or is it Ozark? I think it's Ozark. Uh, season 3 of that's coming out at the end of March. Um, Love the first two seasons of that. Um, I'm not going to say that Ozark is better than Breaking Bad. But I will say the first two seasons of Ozark I liked more than the first two seasons of Breaking Bad so we'll see if it continues to grow on that upward trajectory. but I really love Ozark um, very gritty drama very tense um, yeah I just I love hanging out in that whole environment with that crew um, it's a lot of fun curb your enthusiasm Larry David is having a bit of a renaissance right now. Is that the right word, renaissance? I don't know in this case. Curb Your Enthusiasm is in season 10 on HBO, and this is the best season in years. Um, I think season 8 was the Seinfeld reunion season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I loved that season, but I think a lot of it was uh, the nostalgia factor. Like, I grew up on Seinfeld in my household, and uh, seeing that crew all back together... Um, it was great. But for anybody that hasn't watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, it's basically like a 
an unrated, not it's not like explicit, but it's definitely a more adult version of Seinfeld. So if you enjoyed Seinfeld in the 90s, uh, Larry David was obviously one of the writers and creators of that with Jerry Seinfeld. Um, but uh, yeah, Curb Your Enthusiasm, just an amazing show. Um, HBO does the right thing with them. They don't demand, you know, we need 10 episodes every year and blah, blah, blah. They basically give Larry David, you know, the freedom of, you know, the door's always open. You know, uh, if you think of a good story arc for a season, uh, come to us and we'll fund it. And, and they go from there, right? But there, there isn't a real nagging demand of like, okay, we got to churn the factory and churn out more episodes, right? So, I mean, Larry David's got freaking hundreds of millions of dollars from the success that he had with Seinfeld. So he doesn't exactly need the money. So he's in a unique position where he has a lot of leverage when it comes to creative control, right? Um, but Curb is an amazing show. If you haven't seen it, um, just go back to season one and watch it. Um, probably doesn't really figure out what it's doing until season two or three. But uh, yeah, it's a great show, and season 10 is, it is just hitting home run after home run. I think season, or sorry, episode 7 was this last Sunday. I'll have to double check, I think there's 8 episodes or 10 episodes, probably 10 episodes this season. Um, but yeah, this is some of the hardest I've laughed in a long time, so I'm really grateful for that show being back on the air. Um... Yes, we have the Outsider season finale, series finale, probably. It's probably going to be a limited run. Um, will be this Sunday. I'm excited to see how that all ends. It's bittersweet that it's going to be over, but what that means is the following week, um, March 15th, is going to be the season three premiere of Westworld on HBO. And I could go on and on about Westworld, but I think I'm going to save that for another episode because I still have a few other things I want to touch on. Um, Westworld is... Whew, season one of Westworld, probably my favorite season of television ever. Yeah, probably ever. Um, season two, I think, was a little bit of a mis misstep. I can't even really put my finger on why, but I just... It did not enjoy it as much as season one. Um, season one was so... Uh, you know what? I could ramble on for 45 minutes talking about Westworld, but I think I'll save that for an another episode. Um, but yeah, season three kicks off in like two weeks, and I can't wait. Um, one more thing I want to talk about before I get into the big topic of this, uh, this episode today is... Uh, Anybody that knows me, and if you're listening this far, uh, you're getting to know me, or maybe you already know me and you're just listening to this because you're a good friend, and you're just doing me a solid. So either way, I appreciate your time. Um, but anybody that does know me uh, knows that one of my guilty pleasures is reality TV, okay? But I put an asterisk on that. I love reality TV um, where the prize is money, not because I'm... A big money-driven guy okay but I can't watch these reality TV shows where the grand prize at the end is love true love like I'm sorry the bachelor bachelorette I can't I watched seasons of each and I I can't get into it I can't buy it it's all so sleazy I just I can't 
I don't have a problem with romance, okay? I'm a pretty sentimental guy. When I watch reality shows like Survivor or Big Brother, like, don't get me wrong, if there's a romance on the show between a couple of the contestants, or a showmance, as they call it, um, I don't just scoff and roll my eyes. Like, I'm not going to lie. I, I enjoy watching, you know, the couples and flirting and the love triangles and, and all this sort of stuff. I mean, it's interesting, right? But I'm only interested if everybody is there for the same reason of, I'm not here to find my husband. I'm not here to find my wife. I'm here to, you know, make a few thousand dollars or a million dollars or whatever the case may be, right? And I think that's really the truest motivator um, for those sorts of shows, right? So when it comes to reality TV, yeah, I'm out on the romance. I'm out on the, you know, let's just follow a group of people around kind of indefinitely, like real housewives of whatever city, no thanks. Keeping up with the Kardashians, no thanks. I understand the appeal and the the uh, the attraction that, you know, people love that stuff. I can't get behind it. But the game show style reality TV, like Amazing Race, Big Brother, Survivor, I'm all in, okay? I'm all in on those. Even though I like, got the weird ones on MTV, like The Challenge and stuff. Um, I haven't watched The Challenge in quite a few years, but um, when I did, I really used to love those. Um, anyways, this brings me to the new... The new thing on Netflix, which is kind of taking up uh, a lot of pop culture right now. I'm seeing it being memed everywhere. Um, and that's Love is Blind. Uh, Love is Blind is a, an interesting project that Netflix did. I'm just going to briefly summarize this because I'm sure the whole world is, understands what it is. But basically, there was like 10 men, 10 women, and they all went on these like pod-based dates where they got to know each other. It was like a speed dating thing where, you know, everybody got a chance to talk and date with everybody, um, but they didn't get to see each other, okay? You didn't know whether they're black or white or a thousand pounds or 50 pounds or what, anything like that, okay? You really just get to know someone's personality. So that's the gimmick of that show. Um, I, I, I watched through it with my daughter. There was definitely a couple scenes that I had to you know, skip through. Um, but for the most part, it really wasn't that bad. We had some good conversations about relationships and about the complications of, you know, uh, you know, just various things that came up on the show. We don't have to get into that right now. Anyways, that show was wildly popular. It was 10 episodes long. And I think, yeah, all 10 episodes are out now. Um, so it was bad. But I also didn't hate it. Um, it was weird. I kind of like the gimmick of it. But everyone on that show was pretty cringy. Um, but I guess Netflix has found a lot of success with that formula. So if you like that show, good news. We got a season two coming eventually. Um, and this week, uh, Thursday, we get a bonus episode. They're doing a reunion show. So you like the season you're gonna love the reunion because we're all gonna want to see what happens with uh well i'm not gonna name names because i don't want to get into spoilers right now but if you're into that sort of show i do recommend it even though i hated it i also didn't hate it it's worth watching just because it's gonna freaking be the basis of all the memes you're gonna see for the next two months so if you see a lot of memes on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and you want to understand a little better, 
you know, go binge it. It's fine. Um, that brings me to today's big topic. Big Brother Canada. Uh, big Brother Canada f- Season 8, I believe, uh, premieres tonight. So tonight is March 4th when I'm recording this. Um, but like I said at the start of the episode here, uh, by the time this goes live, uh, it probably won't be until next week sometime. Um, so I wanted to do this as kind of a primer for the season. Um, but by the time you see this, like I, or by the time you hear this, sorry, um, it might be a little bit outdated already. Um, but what I wanted to do was I wanted to go through the uh, cast list and just do some like initial impressions of each of the different cast members. Um, I haven't read these yet, um, but I do know that uh, one of the cast members this season um, is from my hometown. So he's the the early likelihood choice for me to be uh, cheering for this year. Um, other than that, I haven't really read anything or seen pictures of anybody. So I'm just going to go through the, you know, global.ca uh, website, you know, meet the cast sort of thing where it'll have, you know, like an age occupation and a picture of them or whatever. These are going to be super, super superficial um, impressions, but I'm going to try and come up with maybe two or three people that I think are, uh, you know, going to be maybe unpopular on the show and a few people that I think uh, have a good chance to go pretty far. Um, And then after the episodes air this week, so we have one tonight, which is Wednesday, another one uh, Thursday, and then, uh, yeah, there'll be the third episode on Sunday. And that's anybody that watches Big Brother kind of knows that's the schedule um, all season long. So let's dive into the cast now. So cast member number one, we've got 16 on the show, Um, but let's have a look here. So we got Angie Tacky. Okay, so short hair, big earrings. This is a uh, 33-year-old lady from Winnipeg, Manitoba, a communications officer coming from a family of over 70 people. This outgoing communications officer plans to soak up every minute of the BB can experience. I don't know. My first impressions of her, not good. She's got young woman with short hair. For me, I'm sorry, I'm going to catch a lot of heat from this. Good news, again, probably nobody's going to listen to this episode anyways. But I don't trust people with short hair when they're young. Okay, my mother has short hair. I get it. For older folks, I get it. But for young folks, here's the thing. A lot of young women get short hair. And it's not necessarily that I think it looks bad. But a lot of women think that they can pull it off and they can't. And for me, that just speaks to a certain personality trait of a young woman who thinks, you know what, I could pull off short hair and still look good because 99% of you can't, but there are the odd Halle Berries out there, okay? But if you got short hair and you're a young woman, I'm sorry, that's a first impression red flag for me. So I think she's going to be very strong and opinionated. And when it comes to reality shows like this, it just doesn't work out ever. It never does. So we'll see. Occupation communications officer. Maybe that means she'll know how to talk to people, but I'm kind of doubting it. All right, on to the next. So that was Angie Tacky. 
Up next, we have uh, Brooke Warnock. Warnock? I'm going to get all these names wrong, but we're going to try it anyways. Okay, so this is uh, 26 years old, hometown Calbeck. I can't say that word. Calgary, Alberta. Occupation, social support worker. This intelligent and adventurous social worker knows how to thrive under chaos and believes her fellow house guests will underestimate her social game. All right, well, this is, I mean, a lovely young lady with glasses. She's very pretty. Doesn't exactly look like someone who's going to be a competition beast, especially early with some of the physical challenges. I don't think she's going to be getting put up on the block early in the season. I don't know. So far, she's my number one. But again, I've only seen two people and I didn't like Angie. So so that's Brooke Warnock. Yeah, I could see her floating for the first half of the season. And then by the second half of the season, starting to pick up... Uh, you know, HOH victories and stuff when some of it becomes a little more uh, brain-based challenges. Okay, next we got Carol Rocher. Nice plaid shirt on this one. Loving it. Age 44, Nanaimo, BC. Occupation, disability caregiver. This loyal, fun, and unpredictable disability caregiver is one tough cookie who will have no problem backstabbing an alliance but will remain true to her ride or die tattoos on the hands she's got the uh, short hair as well I, I think i see a nose piercing and looks like the side of the head has that skrillex shaved hair effect um that's gonna be a big personality now what's worse than the big personality is the age 44 on occasion older people sometimes do well but for the most part, they don't quite fit in with the younger crowd. They always get left out. I don't see uh, I don't see Carol going lasting too long. But that's just my opinion. All right, next. Wow, look at this shirt. This is a blue and burgundy and gray paisley looking pirate design suit on Mr. Chris Wiley. So Chris Wiley, nice beard on the guy. I like that. Nice clean haircut. Um, nice shoes. Okay, 28 years old from Markham, Ontario. Occupation, brain transformation specialist. Both brains and brawn, Chris believes he has the right balance of intellect and strength to influence the house and win the game. All right, I like Chris. I don't know. We'll have to see how I feel about him. I mean, sometimes you watch the first episode... They open your mouth and you go, oh, this is a real piece of shit. But I don't know. For now, I like Chris. He looks fit, strong, could be a competition beast, but that might put a target on his back. We'll see. All right, next up we got Hira Diol. Hira Diol. Sorry, bud, I'm having a hard time with your name. Um, nice shoes, well-dressed, really nice beard on this guy. All right, age 30, hometown Brampton, Ontario, occupation accountant. As the first Canadian Sikh on BB Can, BB Can is Big Brother Canada, this caring husband and father wants to play an honest and integral game, but watch out for his competitive side. <clears throat> Sorry, frog in my throat there. Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of this is going to come down to, I mean, he's 30, I'm 30, so I can't really crap on him for being too old. 
But, uh, you know, sometimes these husband and fathers have a hard time. Sometimes they do really well. They're trustworthy, right? People like that. But I don't know. Sometimes, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. I don't hate him. I think he's going to be my number two or three ranking so far out of, what, five? Let's move on to Jamar Lee. Jamar Lee. Look at this guy with the skinny jeans and just looking swaggy at AF. All right. 23 from Ajax, Ontario. Warehouse worker. Confident and competitive. Jamar plans on winning as many comps as he can to become a BB can legend. All right. So this guy is going to attempt to ball out on the competitions. So that screams to me big personality. I don't know. Uh, okay. So this is the kid from my hometown, Kamloops. Uh, John Luke Kuiper. Keeper? I don't know. So, got a suede-looking jacket there. I don't know. Nice smile. Good head of hair. Oh, look at those pants. Rolled up. The flood is on its way. So, this kid's 22 in brackets, tw turning 23 on May 7th. So, is he going to make it to his birthday in the house? I don't know. Hometown, Kamloops, BC. Occupation, journalist. John Luke may seem like a laid-back, carefree guy, but don't peg him for a floater. This extremely athletic scholar plans to downplay his intelligence by outsmarting the house guests. Other than the ankle pants rolled up, uh, I don't know. I like John. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, next up. Wow, now there is a tie-dye jean jacket, a pink bandana, a scruffy beard, and hair down to his nipples. Kyle Rosendahl. Wow, interesting looks. So, 31 years old from Okotoks, Alberta. He's an electrician. Go figure. Crazy electricians. This 10-time national powerlifting champ may look like an alpha male at first glance, but this husband and father of two has a sensitive side that may affect his game. Pretty dynamic personality. I'm interested, very interested to get to know Kyle uh, once the show debuts. Okay, up next we have a... Young blonde lady, Madeline D'Nunzio, in a nice silver dress and some heels. Age 30. I did not guess that she was 30. She looks good for 30. Hometown Toronto, Ontario. Occupation, substitute teacher. This bubbly animal lover plans to preserve... Preserve, I can't read. Persevere through each competition using her competitive mentality and by never giving up. Well, she's very pretty. I think her and my boy, ooh, John's too young for her. What about, uh, what was that other guy with the nice beard? Christopher. Yeah, Christopher's 28. Christopher would uh, be a nice little showmance there. I'm already shipping these people. That's okay. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens as the season goes on. Up next, we have uh, Min Lee Nguyen Kao Chow. Ooh, that's a tough name. Uh, Min Lee Nguyen C-A-O. I'm sorry, I struggle with your name there. And a nice red uh, power dress looking thing on her. She looks like a very strong, confident woman. Age 28 from Montreal, Quebec. She's a flight attendant. This feisty world traveler isn't afraid of taking any risks, but plans on using her social skills to build a reliable and trustworthy alliance. Interesting. I don't know. I, uh, I do like the looks of her. She uh, she looks very confident, but hopefully, 
She's not too much of a bulldozer. Bulldozers come in strong and they leave soon. That's what I know. Okay, up next. Now this is a smile on this guy. Michael Stubbly in the nice blue suit. Oof. Why is everybody rolling their pants up? This guy's showing off his ankles too. I don't get it. This guy's wearing a suit with his freaking pants rolled up. How old am I? I don't get fashion anymore at all. Age 25 from Prince George, BC. Occupation, military infantryman. With special forces selection training, this proud military infantryman plans to use his athleticism, intellect, and charm to take down the house and be the last house guest standing. Okay. I think Michael's my top choice right now. Whew, yeah. I like this guy. He's going to be good in competitions. Up next, we've got Nico Vera. 31 from Toronto, sales manager, a longtime lover of Big Brother Canada. Nico is here to put the super and super fan. This charismatic sales manager plans to balance staying out of the spotlight while using his charm to become a superstar house guest. That's such a generic answer. It's like, it's saying like, yeah, I want to just do all the good stuff good and I don't want to do any of the bad stuff bad. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's a sharp dresser. I like the beard. Got a nice fade. Good smile. I kind of like Nico. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. It's sales manager, so he's going to be good talking to people. So we'll see. He's going to have to sell some alliances, right? All right. Up next, we got uh, Rianne Swanson. Rianne Swanson, the nice flowery dress. Nice pretty smile. She's 29 from Chetwin, BC. Occupation, OR nurse. Oh, give it up for nurses. My wife is a nurse, so... I'm going to have some uh, rooting interest and in cheering for the nurse in this season. This OR nurse is a social butterfly and will have no problem maintaining a persuasive game. Yeah. Okay. So she's, if she's an OR nurse, if she's a nurse at all, she must be very smart and very hardworking. Um, hopefully her social game stacks up. Uh, she definitely has, you know, some good looks. So I can see her, uh, you know, using those to her advantage. Up next, we've got Suzanne Fuda, Fueda, Suzanne Fuda. What a Fuda you doing in here? Suzanne Fuda. Okay. The nice blue uh, romper. I do like rompers. I wish I could pull off a romper. I wish I could wear like a nice denim romper, but I can't. Anyways, sorry, I digress. 24 years old from Vaughan, Ontario. Occupation corporate recruiter, this petite firecracker plans to rely on her social skills at the start and then pull out the comp wins as she gets further in the game. Again, this is one of these like non-answers. Like I want to do all the good stuff good and I don't want to get caught up in any of the bad stuff. Like, okay, yeah, obviously. I don't know. It's a nice smile on her, but we'll see. Kind of seems fake. Who knows? I could. She might be my favorite after watching the season finale, but right now that just... Uh, screams kind of a, a biatch smile to her. Anyways, I'm going to leave it at that for now. On to the next. We got Sheldon Jean. Sheldon Jean. Okay. Nice little sweater he's got on. Some nice looking pants. Good fade. Are his ankles rolled up? Oh, I can't quite tell from this picture. I don't think they're rolled up, but they're definitely short. Okay, so we're showing off our ankles. Was this just like the wardrobe? on bb can they were like okay we're gonna do everybody's uh headshots for the website and they were like oh you guys are way taller than we expected like i don't understand why everybody is showing their ankles 
Okay, 24 years old from Ottawa, Ontario. Occupation, professional wrestler. This professional wrestler believes he has the full package to win Big Brother Canada with his killer combo of physical, social, and mental strength. Interesting. Professional wrestler. All right. I uh, I like Sheldon. That means he's going to be good in competitions because he's going to be physical. And as a professional wrestler, he's got to have charisma coming out the butt. So hopefully that charm works to his advantage and hopefully he uh, isn't too stubborn. Up next, how many we got left here? Ooh, one, ooh. I think uh, this might be our last one. Okay, so our last one here. Vanessa Clements. Clements. Wow, she has got some very curly blonde hair. Very curly blonde hair and a nice yellow dress. 26 years old from Mill River, PEI. Occupation. I didn't see this coming. Lobster fisherman. Very interesting. This proud lobster fisherman is excited to represent PEI and plans to trap the house guests into underestimating her mastermind abilities. Hmm. Well, how do you like that? I don't know. That's a nice smile. She's very fair skin. Um, yeah, lobster fisherman. So she's got to be somewhat adventurous, right? I don't know. I've, I've only seen like Deadliest Catch and stuff on Discovery Channel. So I don't know how genuine those shows are, but it looks like a pretty dangerous job. Anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. So let's see. Who do we like here? Um, I like the wrestler. I like Sheldon. Yeah. Don't like Suzanne. I like Rianne Swanson, the OR nurse. Shout out to all the nurses out there. Um, I'm not sure about Nico. I kind of, I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to have to get a better feel for him after tonight. Ooh, yeah. I do like Michael Stubbley. I think he's going to go far. Uh, Minley, I'm not sure. It depends on how the personality is coming out of her mouth. She could be stubborn and hard to work with, or she could be sweet and charming. Madeline Denunzio. I don't really know how I feel about her. I feel like she's going to ride coattails. I don't know. That's just me being shallow, but who knows? Kyle, your your outfit is crazy out there, man. Congratulations on the 10-time national powerlifting. That's a pretty dope accomplishment. John, I want to like you. You're from Kamloops, my hometown boy. But those pants, man, they're already too short, and then you rolled them up on top of that? Like, I don't know. Again... Maybe I'm just really out of it, but Jamar Lee, I think he's going to have some attitude and I think he's going to be hard to work with. I think he's going to go home early. Uh, Hero, Hira, Dial, Yeah, like the beard, like the outfit. First Canadian Sikh. All right, man. Well, we'll see how you mesh with the other house guests. And we got Chris Wiley. I also like Chris. So we got Chris and we got Michael. Those are my two boys. That I'm really rooting for, I think, this year. Um, after Chris, we got Carol. Carol's the oldest one in the house. I think she's going to have a hard time fitting in. Uh, then we got Brooke, the nerd. I think she's going to float all year, and I think she's going to be really strong at the end. And then again, we got Angie with the short hair. Red flag. I'm sorry. All right, well, that is my Big Brother Canada primer. Uh, season premiere tonight, March 3rd. But by the time you hear this, who knows, you might already have some house guests kicked out. So, um, if you made it this far, we're coming up on 40 minutes, which is great. I was hoping for about a 40, 45 minute episode. So, we're kind of right on track for that. Um, 
I had fun doing this. Again, probably nobody's going to listen to this. That's okay. We're working out the kinks as we go. But yeah, there's your Big Brother Primer for this season. Um, yeah, I suppose I should say reach out to me on all the social medias and everything like that. But uh, I don't have any of that set up yet. So I'm not going to do that. Um, but I guess maybe by the time you hear this, I will have it set up. So maybe just check out the uh, the most recent episode. <laughs> um, if this is a few weeks from now. And maybe I'll have some social medias and stuff. A Facebook page or something set up where you can reach out. And uh, let me know what you think's going on in, in Big Brother Canada this year. Who you want to win. Who you're glad to see go. Who, uh, who you got a crush on, and so forth. All right, um, let's wrap it up here then. Thanks so much for anybody that did listen or even downloaded, whether you listen to it or not. Uh, once again, I am Adam Mack, and thank you for joining me, and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. This is over, and I say it's over.